Have you ever felt like someone was lighting you on fire? You could feel this intense heat, not of a comfortable form, but also not on the outside of your body. You feel the heat, the embers burning up within. Sound confusing or does it sound familiar to you? If it sounds familiar in any way, let me know below. But either way, let's talk a little bit more about this. Hi there. Today I'm going to talk with you about drama looping. Drama looping has to do with that adrenaline connection. You can kind of think about that individual as carrying around a coffee cup or a caffeinated beverage. They just have a very high energy buzz about them. And oftentimes it's because they're in this anxious body system as a baseline, usually unintentionally, but they're creating things in life that will help to feed the adrenaline and elevate the stress hormone, the things that that does to the body. And again, most of these looping styles come from subconscious drivers of unhealed or areas of suffering that we still hold around our heart or things that we're carrying around in our backpack that haven't been processed. This drama looping, think about the middle part in this looping style is a huge fire, a huge bonfire. And maybe you're sitting around with friends, but the bonfire is now out of control. So this is like not just a little campfire, this is a huge blaze. And at the bottom of this loop, the individual arrives in an anxious body. As I mentioned, that's kind of their baseline as they're walking around and moving through life. And they might be arriving that way because that's just how they've been moving through life for years upon years without recognizing that they're really moving around with a lot of anxiety, tension, or stress buildup. They might also arrive in this connection with this anxious body because they might just have fear around their heart or some walls around their heart space due to past pain or past hurt. And at the same time, they might be drawn or gravitate towards certain connection styles that will feed the very pain that they have within them. That subconscious driver, it will pull or gravitate towards that which feels familiar. So if the pain cycle around connection feels familiar, then someone can get into this drama looping and feed the very system and keep the fire burning. It's like the, I think they were called billows, not were, I mean, they're, they still exist, but the billow thing that you use to blow air on the fire, it's like this drama loop that this person is in, they become the billow. Like they are engulfing this flame and in the engulfing of the flame, you, you could think about like the sparks kind of sparking out and it can catch things around them on fire. It can burn people, it can burn items, it can burn goals, all kind of different things, this drama looping, this anxious cycle around connection or love or whatever type of connection this is about. Again, these connections do not have to be about intimate connections. They could be about friendships or even connections with coworkers. So they arrive with the anxious body and now moving up, in case you're just listening, this is going clockwise, moving up the circle around the fire, they go into a mental buzz, kind of like that caffeination. But the, the caffeination system is the mental stories they'll start telling themselves. It could be things related to the specific situation. They have fears around, so it's starting to kind of elevate that fire fear. It creates this what ifs, the what if this, what if that, coulda, shoulda, woulda, why or why not, kind of like a mystery of the mind. But the mystery that is created is not one that offers tranquility to the body. 
It's one that is caffeinating the system, creating that buzz. It could be stuff that we have put in our backpack from previous connections that have nothing to do with this connection, but feels familiar, sounds familiar. So here's the story. And now I'm just kind of changing the name. It can sound and feel very true, even though it is just an illusion of the mind. After the mental buzz, then it goes up to the top of this looping system. And at the top part is the emotional imprint that starts happening. When we have mental buzz, or it doesn't even have to be mental buzz in this way, if we're in any kind of looping system of illusion in the mind, it will create an emotion imprint. I know I've talked about this a lot, but in case you have not heard any of those, if the mind creation is not based off truth, it's just based off the what ifs, the uncertainties, the backpack stuff we're carrying around. Even if it is only an illusion, there is an emotional imprint to every single thought that you're having. So you can be sitting in a place of calm, tranquility, safety, comfort. Maybe you're even just like really feeling connected to the space that you're in, in terms of wanting to be there. And then suddenly you're not there at all. Suddenly you're responding emotionally to the stuff that was created in the mind and the emotions that come with it. So you could be in this space and place of calm, and now you're feeling even more anxious, or maybe even in the anxiety, it's flipping over to anger or low frustration. Anger is a separate emotion of itself. However, a lot of times people will jump over anxiety and move into anger, where the baseline is anxiety. Sometimes it's also sadness, but and sometimes it's just anger. But in this, the anxiety and the mental buzz that is created will increase the anxiety that's going on, but can also increase anger or low frustration tolerance, because it's like this loss of control, which elevates sometimes anger or low frustration for individuals. We had the anxious body, the mind buzz, the emotion imprinting. And now as you continue to move around this loop, around the fire, and as I mentioned, this fire is like that billowing, so it's getting larger and larger. Embers are starting to spark out, burn others, catch other things on fire, and the fire it's creating within the individual. It's fueling this drama up. It's fueling the system up with the stress hormone, the cortisol, which is going to help the anxiety elevate even more in the body system. So as we move then along this loop here comes the reaction cycle. The reaction cycle is going to be based off that mental buzz the emotion imprinting that's happening. And already they've arrived with this anxious body. So those two things, the mental buzz, the emotion imprinting, fueling up that fire, which is creating then a fiery reaction. Often reaction styles here are more of the fiery reactions. It's more of anger or, I mean, it can be low frustration, but that's kind of a low level of anger. And typically this high reaction is a higher level. It's more in the anger. It can even go into rage. And when it comes through as sadness, it can be a more extreme level of that. People can really say very hopeless, helpless things, extreme levels of despair, but people can say things to 
create a lot of the spire system going. And what happens within this is it starts to feed the very situation of fire within, because often the other individual then that's on the receiving end of this is going to have a reaction back. That then supplies this person with the mirroring or the similar frequency that their body is yearning for and seeking. Keeping in mind, this is subconscious. I don't want people to think that people are intentionally going around and trying to pull people into these reactions or these anxious systems. It is most often not the case. These are things that we get ourselves into that until we slow down and see it, we just keep doing. And then when we see it, we can slow down and we can be like, whoa, hmm. What's this about for me? What might I offer myself to do something different? So this reaction cycle will help the individual then get the other person into the matched frequency if they're not already there. Someone within this drama looping, they're also going to be more prone to be magnetized to others who are in more towards like the feeder connection, which has the jealousy looping or the calculated connection, which has the pusher looping. And that's because those two are going to help to create more of a, a drama situation going on naturally because of the way that those two looping systems connect in connection as well. Where someone who is in the codependent looping system or the unified looping system, it might create a little bit of boredom energy with someone who is in a drama looping and they might just not know what to do with it because it doesn't feel familiar. They're not really sure. Any of these systems we can we can heal out of and move into something. However, it's on us to figure this out and to slow down and see what loop we're in so that we can do our own internal healing, kind of becoming our primary person, which I talked about in a different episode. We can have support, friends, partners who can help us to move through things, but ultimately it is on us to figure out us to offer ourselves the healing because we know ourselves more than anyone and it's not on another person to heal us. One last thing here is that an individual in drama looping systems is also more inclined to get into a trauma bond with a connection. And that's more like a partnership type of connection. I'm not going to talk a whole bunch about trauma bonding here, but just know that trauma bonding is where we will will feel that magnetic pull towards a connection that feeds our past trauma around relationships. The it feels familiar, so this is where I'm supposed to be type of thing. And so someone in drama looping is going to feel more of a magnetic pull until that healing happens. It's going to pull them towards potential trauma that is similar to the trauma that they have not quite healed in self yet. Now I'd like to offer you some quick tools. Just know that once I get through all these looping styles, I'll be offering some additional tools to just specifically get out of loops, no matter what loop you're in. I know that I'm offering tools for each one as I go through them, and then I'll offer some general ones as well once I get myself through all six of these. Some tools if you find yourself in the drama looping system. One thing is to start really being familiar with what it feels like to be in your body around anxiety, around anger, depression, and calmness. If we find that we are in a baseline of anxiety, that might be the only emotion that we're really familiar with, not the only emotion we have. It just might be our practiced 
tried and tried and true. And this is the one we go to. And if we start familiarizing ourselves with how our body feels with different emotions, then we're more able to use different emotions. If we're using different emotions, it will break us free. Just think about like ice melting and breaking free. It will break us free from the anxious body as a baseline. So then we can start to experience and move through life differently, which helps us to get out of hypnotic pools. And that's what these kind of looping systems are when we have subconscious driver, just kind of like a hypnotic trance-like pole that we can get into. So you want to familiarize yourself with your body system and how it responds to emotion. You might also want to check how you're breathing. So to do this, you're going to put a hand on your chest and then a hand two inches below your belly button. And now just take three breaths here. And try to move your breath, just breathe. If you found that your top hand is primarily rising, that means that you're chest breathing which is helping to feed the anxious body. You might have a blend of upper hand and lower hand rising. That is indicating you're getting much more of a full range of breath. And you might find that more your hand below your belly button is rising. And maybe you feel the movement going down and then feel the movement going up as you exhale. And that's really where we, where we wanna try to get our breath down to. If you find you're up here and your chest breathing, you can consider doing some body training with breath for the next week or two and get yourself back to a baseline of natural rhythmic breath. If you enjoy singing, that would be when you're diaphragmically breathing, like you're really singing. You can also think about just moving it down with the mind and the body and filling up a balloon. It's just that sometimes people have a hard time moving the breath down past the chest bone if they are breathing for a long time as a chest breather. Sometimes people move over to chest breathing in adolescence and sometimes it's later adulthood. We can all get back to diaphragmic breathing. That's how we were born, so don't worry. So if that doesn't feel comfortable for you either, the filling up the balloon, you can lie on your stomach and just do a few cycles of breath there. So you can start to feel the breath move down to the stomach, but you can also lie on your back. And on your back, you're gonna get a couple books, not like super heavy books, but a couple books and put it below the belly button. And then visually watch the books rise and fall as you're breathing. That will help get rid of any kind of subconscious blocking that's going on there when we think too much about let me breathe deeper just like let me stop thinking we think more let me breathe deeper i can't get my breath down more so when you're focusing on the books with your vision and the books rising and falling it will actually allow you to get the breath down there a little easier you can also stand up and do some stretching put your arms up above your head as a way to help to move the breath down any of those things, and you can incorporate them throughout your day. Oftentimes, I encourage people to do it five times a day and just attach it to something you're already doing. So you're not creating something new, just like when I wake up, same thing we did, hand on chest, hand on stomach, how am I breathing? If you're chest breathing, just take three conscious breaths down to the diaphragm and just spread that out through the day to five things, attach it to five things you're already doing. 
do that for about a week. Usually it takes about seven to 10 days for people to start to notice when they check in that they're actually breathing down at the diaphragm. And then you might want to decrease your check-in to three times a day for a week. And then you can probably end up letting it go at that point because you'll notice you're down to the baseline breathing. When you get your baseline breath down to diaphragmic breathing, it's an amazing emotion regulation tool because now you're able to notice when breath changes to offer yourself some balance. If you're already up here in chest breathing, you're already feeling anxious. So your level is already higher, which is going to be harder to bring down at times. Some other areas about the body to notice are high fidgets. If you notice that you're a high fidgeter, take notice to what is creating the fidget, what's making you uncomfortable or feeling all this built up energy at that moment. Maybe it's you're drinking too much caffeine. You know, that can even make us fidget a lot and can increase high emotion as well. But high fidgets, if it's not due to caffeine, what's it about? It's often built up anxiety energy in the body or frustration or anger that if you allow yourself to work through and look at, it's going to decrease that for you. And you'll notice that the fidgeting can also decrease. Because if you're a high fidgeter, if you're having a hard time sitting still, I get it. I hear it all the time from people. Listen, I'm not here to talk to people about diagnoses, okay? I am a therapist, so I do have to diagnose people for insurance purposes. Um, and, you know, I guess it can help in some ways. We are way overdiagnosed, though, as a society. So the people who are under this umbrella that they just want to keep falling or putting themselves under, I'm a high fidgeter, I can't sit still, I get distracted easily, so therefore I have ADHD. That's not the case. I'm not saying people don't have clinical ADHD, but I'm saying it's probably about 1% of the population who's walking around here saying they have it or diagnosed with it, or sadly, who are taking medication for it that has a list and host of other problems. And before I get people blowing me up about this, that, or the other, I'm not judging people who feel they need medication for things. I am saying we're over-medicated as a society and we keep plopping medication on stuff like this umbrella of everyone has ADHD when they don't. So if you're noticing that you have high fidget, give yourself an opportunity to work on your body to decrease fidget. That will decrease anxiety as well. Notice muscle tension in the body and how you're holding and maybe even feeding the muscle tension itself through some of that mind buzz, emotion imprinting. But just the simple nature of releasing tension in the body is going to bring down anxiety level. Bringing down anxiety level is going to help clear the fog to see that you're in a drama looping system. So notice high fidgets. Well, first notice if you're breathing. Notice high fidgets. Notice muscle tension. Common areas are shoulders, jaw, tongue, the lower back, fists are a big one, clenching toes. People don't realize they're clenching their toes a lot in their shoes or when they're laying down. Lastly, try to incorporate some things in your life where you can feel what it's like to be in your body. Because drama looping is often associated with individuals who are having that baseline of anxious body system, Individuals who are in that baseline often have higher levels of disconnecting from body. I'm not talking about high levels of disassociation. Absolutely, some people can get that. 
but I'm talking about more of a tendency to numb out from body and disconnect from body's experience and emotion. It's an important tool for emotion regulation. So if you find that you have a hard time being in the experience of your body around emotion, you might want to consider stretching, just some general stretching. Doesn't have to be some sequence. Just listen to your body. Don't overstretch. Really listening to your body. There's what's called hyperflexation. So again, individuals with trauma and more anxious body can also have some hyperflexation. Other people can too, but it's just coming to mind as I'm talking about this because it's an area that has a higher rate of this. Hyperflexation is where we don't pay attention to our own limits in body stretching. So we can like really overstretch and not realize that maybe we're, we're going past our threshold a bit. So gentle stretching is, is something to be mindful of here versus, you know, you haven't stretched at all in 15 years and now you're trying to do all this uh, extreme stretch. One last thing is nature. Getting out in nature is going to help you in a lot of ways in body. We are a system that intertwines with nature. It's like the research that shows us hands in earth. There are exchanges there going on that help to decrease depression because the microbes and things that are in the earth, how being barefoot on the earth is helping the central nervous system because the exchange there that is happening, how forest bathing helps to decrease depression because of the exchange that's going on with the ecosystem and some of the terrapins and things that are coming off the pine trees and the trees in the forest are just a few of tons of examples I can give you. So just know that just being in nature is a way for you to connect with your body. All these things are ways to decrease anxiety. If you're decreasing anxiety, it's going to clear the fog. It's going to let you notice, am I arriving in connections in anxious body? Am I moving through my life in anxious body? Am I creating mental buzz? Do I notice the emotion imprinting it brings with it when I do that? And how do I end up reacting when that happens that then further feeds the anxious body and keeps me in this loop? What might I be able to do to get that fire, that blazing fire in the middle into a nice contained campfire that I could sit around with other people and the embers aren't burning them and it can be more of a shared space of comfort that maybe truly your body is yearning for and not the drama looping that the subconscious is taking you into. I hope you found that information helpful, and I look forward to continuing to share more wellness with you. As always, thanks for sharing time and space with me, and I will see you again real soon. Have a good one.